All right. Hey, how y'all doing? Back again with another episode of The It Factor. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy Robinson, and today we got somebody special. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Tony Gilmer, reporting live from Utica, Mississippi. How are everybody doing out there? Yes, oh, man. So first off, man, how you doing, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally? How your week going, man? Man, it's it's been an eventful week, but everything has been going pretty good, man. I, I can't I can't complain. And even if I could complain, two things I've learned, man. You can't find nobody to listen to you, and they might not care to, to hear you. Right. So <laughs> you're right about that. You're right about that, man. So in that, you know, my first thing I would ask you uh that I seen when I seen your uh when I seen your bio was that a lot of black men don't talk about is mental health. You know, the different things that we face need to be at work, at home, relationships, anything. Uh, what made you want to be an advocate for it? And, and how do you deal with the things that's happened, especially in life now? It's every week is something new. One of the things that made me become an advocate was that um, in 2019, mm-hmm. um, 2019, I was, at a, I was at a real low point of my life at the time, um, around the, all around the spectrum. And and I had to, and one of the things that mental health forces you to do, it forces you to be accountable. Mm-hmm. So, man, I kind of just noticed it was a cycle. It was a cycle going on, but I never could pinpoint what happened or why it's to keep going. Mm-hmm. So doing that, it forced me to take a look at myself and go back to find the root of, of different problems. Mm-hmm. And... Once I realized that everything was so deep rooted from years prior and so on, it kind of made me realize that, yo, I really need to relearn. I need to unlearn bad habits. I need to relearn good habits. So, so pretty much, it, it that's where it started. And one of the ways I took I took advantage of my mental health from an early stage is that recognizing that, like like me and you. As young black men, right. we we listen. We therapy therapy is is stigmatized as oh man you crazy mm-hmm. oh man man I don't want to go to the nut house you know and just we don't open up about things we're we're taught to man man we got thug it out we gotta you know, I'm gonna see it through mm-hmm. unknowing that man that's that is so that's not a good feeling to have and and I think just the biggest thing was just learning to talk to people Mm -hmm. so me and some of my homeboys um we used to have these little round talk round table sessions and we would just talk about our week and we would talk about how we how we feeling and we used to always end it with a prayer you know just let you know we used to always remind each other that you know man just this is a safe space you know it's okay to be vulnerable like it don't make you any less of a man or any less of a human being. And I think little things like that, man, it kind of just, and then being, being a firefighter and being a firefighter, man, and you see so much trauma, mm-hmm. whether it's seeing family members, seeing their loved ones on a stretcher or me having to tell that loved one that their son, daughter, or whatever the relationship they died. Yeah. But just me just putting them in a body bag, you know, it being in that field, man, it, it makes you you have to you have to get 
with being with your mental health. You you have to be on top of it, otherwise you don't last long. Right. And I think kind of like the, I guess the big pinpoint of it all. Got you, man. I like I like how you explain that too. I feel like a lot of people. Uh, it took me to get a little bit older. I think what now in my later twenties, I would say the craziest thing was stuff started happening. Pandemic started happening, and you know, as a long time, I was athlete stuff like that. And you get that man up, like you got a man up this on so right, right. Twenty five. I was like, what the hell, the man up mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, I need help. Like, it's a lot going on. It's a lot coming at me, man. Like. You know, and like you said, talking to my friends, you know, seeking out a therapist, I seen that. Yeah, it's this, this cool. Like, it's not a problem to vent, you know. So that's another reason why I also started the show, because it's like therapy in a way, man. It's fun to do. And you meet so many people that are going through the same things you're doing and doing amazing things in the world. So, yeah, man. I can see for that. And you know what? And I want to I want to piggyback off of something you just said, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that man up. Nana, be real with you, man. I never, for the life of me, when I got older, that was one of the things I'm like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I never understood that for nothing. And like, and and also, man, therapy. Dude, yeah. I'm going to tell you, therapy is a godsend. Mm-hmm. Look, in, to any of my young black brothers and sisters, listen, therapy, listen, forget what they tell you with, with stigmas and stereotypes. Therapy is where it's at. And one of the things that helped me realize the importance of therapy mm-hmm. uh it's a story i tell it's a story i tell um my family knows the story and i i and it's a story i don't really tell to be outside my family mm-hmm. march the fourth march the 11th excuse me march, march the 11th uh last year mm-hmm. um my grandmother passed away mm-hmm. and what most people don't realize was that I was her EMT. I was operate. I was doing my job on my grandmother from her house all the way to that emergency room. Oh man! I was in the ambulance, you know, with her. Like, like so, you know. I, so I'm basically the last person that was seeing her alive, and I watched die in front of me, and and I remember after she passed. I reached out. Um, my luckily, my job had what's called an EAP, mm-hmm. which is an employee assistant program. Where if you're dealing with things of that nature, they will pay for you to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. They will offer. They will give you free sessions of therapy, and I took advantage of that. And man, had it not been for those sessions, mm-hmm. man, I would I, I wouldn't have been a firefighter. I wouldn't be a firefighter. Wow, man. That's amazing though for your job to have that, but just even just to go through that and to have therapy that that's an amazing thing, isn't it? So in that, I was, you know, with that, what you saying though, so I know as a little boy, I always wanted, you know, you hear, you want to be a fireman, police officer, stuff like that. Was that you? Mm-hmm. What led you to wanting to be, you know, a fireman? Man, honestly, what led me to want to be a firefighter, actually, it wasn't, it's, it's, it's not the traditional story. You know, when you're young, you want to be a firefighter, you grow up. Actually, it happened in, 20, in 2016. I had just graduated fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. And I was, at the time, I was I was a personal trainer. I was working out. Hey, forgive me, man. I'm, I'm putting my phone in charge. Forgive me. Yeah, you good. But um, anyway, but I was, so anyway, I was, you know, working out and a fire just happened. 
fire just dorm room caught fire. Mm. And I was watching the fire as it happened. And just the fire department, little like four or five different units came out and I watched them put out that fire. I'm gonna call my mama. I'm like, I don't know what they doing, but it looked look, they make it, it look good doing it. Like they was they was moving slow motion. Like I was kind of like, wow, like yo, I could see myself doing this. And the seed kind of just grew there. Mm-hmm. And and I remember just thinking to myself, like, I ain't know too many firefighters in my family. Mm-hmm. So I, the, the seed started right there. And this was 2016. And it took me three years to get to, to finally become a firefighter. Mm-hmm. It took me three years. Oh, man. And that's amazing, man, bro. I, I like that, man. You seen it, you was like, hey, I'm going to go do this. Because I feel like when you know something's for you, you know, you definitely go travel for it. You know, so in that, I would say, uh, what is your it factor, man? Why you do what you do? Man, the biggest thing was, it was, it was three things, mm-hmm. personally. Number one, it was, like I, like I mentioned before, like, you get, what I, the best way I explain my job is, I get paid mm-hmm. to be a superhero. Right. I get paid to be a superhero. So, like, listen, between me and you, man, and I'm sorry, this might, look, I ain't never heard, I never heard, a, I ain't never heard a rapper say, blank the fire department. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So, so I get to, so I, I get to be a role model, man. That I get paid to be a role model. That's number one. Number two, I'm the first one, I'm the first and only one in my family. Mm-hmm. So that's a trailblazing. That's trailblazing for me. Like I'm doing something that people, like my family, that's uncommon. Right. And then lastly, lastly too, man, it's fulfilling. It's it's rewarding, man. I'm gonna tell you, you 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 do a lot of things, mm-hmm. and we always in life we're always looking to give back. How do we give back? How do we? push more positivity into our communities. What do we do? I know that growing up in Utica, this is a town of 800 people. We don't, with me growing up, I didn't know too many firefighters, young firefighters growing up. Right. Like that could have put me on a path at a young age, like, yo, let me, let me go and become a firefighter. Mm-hmm. So when I do what I do, knowing that I'm inspiring the younger generation, like they know me. Like I'm a firefighter, like they never that that plus just playing seeds, man. That's that's really what made me do what I do. Right, man. You changed and I'm just playing it forward. That's amazing because you're changing the narrative with that. I mean, I know as a kid, you see so many people, especially black people, and saying that you came from a small town. Like that that's a meaningful right. because so many kids gonna see that now and be like, hey, I can do that too. Because a long times when you see stuff, you like, dang, that dude don't look nothing like me. I ain't gonna never be able to do that. You know, right? And, you know, and after a while. It messes with you as you grow up. You're like, I can't be no fireman. But to see you, that's going to be amazing. That's you the first face that they see. You know, so. Not for real. Say in that, bro, like, uh, what's your like ultimate life goal? It could be outside of work. It could be life-wise, anything. Man, that's a, that's a, that, that's a big question. I got I to gotta think. But I think the biggest, if I had to put it in a context, the biggest thing life goal, man, is, man, I'm just, 
I'm doing it now, but on a bigger picture, man, just influencing people mm-hmm. to be better than be better. Like influence people to be able to pay pay it forward to their communities, you know, influence people to come firefighters, like changing the narrative. Like, I just want to be able to do that. That's the biggest thing from a life goal perspective. Like, me doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm taking the lumps now because I'm the first in my family. But, you know, I would love to see some of my nephews, you know, nieces, they become firefighters, man. That, or, you know, get or get, or get in that life. Or, you know, see a kid that I watched grow up and they get into it, man. I think that's really the biggest thing from a life goal perspective, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing it now. It's just, I guess I kind of just want to hit it on a bigger. Yeah, bigger scale. I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you on that. Definitely get you on that. So tell me a little bit outside of being a fireman, man, and doing those amazing things about, I see you say you do beats and stuff. You make music. Yeah. Hey, man, tell me about that. Because there's a lot of things people don't know or don't see, man. Tell me about that. Man, you know what? All right. So check it out. But I would, I'm going to tell you the truth. Beat making was a late addition to, to the talent list. Um, I remember I was going through, you know, I, I was going through, you know, therapy with my grandmother passing mm-hmm. and so on. And like my therapist one day just asked me, you know, you need to, you know, find some healthy coping mechanisms. Like, I, you know, I ideally, but for us, you know, we always consider workout as a stress reliever. Right. Which is good, but you got to have something else yep, you in got this it. place. <laughs> so my so my, my therapist asked me, like, what do you got to do? And I was like, well, I like music. They're like, have you ever have you ever thought about making it? I'm like, uh, I don't really know how to make no, I don't know how to make music. Now, granted, I know how to play some, I know how to play instruments and I know how to sing. I know how to I've been around music my life, my whole life, but I never put, I never imagined putting that together. And, and so fast forward a month later, one of my homegirls, she's a rapper, she's a rapper herself. And she asked me, hey, Tony, you want to be in my music video? I was like, sure. So I got in the music video and man, that experience kind of liberated me to, yo, let me give this thing a shot. And I guarantee that. So the next two days later, I had I had I had installed some stuff, some beat making stuff on my iPad and my computer. Mm-hmm. Turned it on, and it hit me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and a lot of people think making a beat and producing is easy until you actually do it. You like it's a lot. <laughs> so so anyway, so man. Fast forward, I got on YouTube and started learning how to, you know, play different things and teach myself how to play different instruments and taught myself how to record and mix on, on my own on the boards. And next thing I know, I started making beats and and it, it kind of just took off on itself. Like, so when people listen to my music now, mm-hmm. people think I'm I'm years ahead. I'm like, no, I mean, I started like six months, six seven months ago. I haven't even hit a year. Mm-hmm. And I've made, I've made seven albums. Man, album number album number eight come out on the fifteenth of August. So it's kind of just, yeah. it kind of just everything just took off on itself. October, no. So you said August fifteenth of August. 
Yeah, the 10th of August. Yeah, that's what's up, man. You got to let me know, man, so I can get your music, man. So listen. Man, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll, t- I'll tell you my name, and I'll see the link after we, after we get done. Right. But I go by TGA team. Yes, sir. Right, cool. So the name itself is TG Tony Gilmer. Mm-hmm. And 18, that's where I'm, that's, the, that's the street I grew up on. I grew up on Highway 18. And then when you put it together, think about this. When it come, when, it, when you put it together, it sounds like a movie rating, don't it? Yeah, it does. Right. So that's... You know something that's crazy that you're saying? Like, I've been telling my fiance, man, I've been, like, going back and forth. Like, I do a lot of stuff, like, do podcasts, my Arthur. But mm-hmm. sometimes I said, once I'm done with uh, grad school, man, uh, I'm going uh, to get into DJing, man, because I love music so much. I was like, I'm trying to see right. how it happens. Because I see so many DJs, and they come in and make money. It ain't about the money, though. It's just the music that I know I like. And I'd be at parties or I'd do something. People are like, bro, you know a lot of music. I'm like, I do. I'm like, I should be a DJ, bro. So, like, just for hey, you saying that, it's something to try. Bro, <laughs> you bro, you saying that, mm-hmm. Kristen tells me that all the time. Like, every time we're together, uh-huh. we, it's a concert. Like, because I know so much music. Yes, so. And then, like, and one of the things that me and her do, we make, we make playlists for each other. Mm-hmm. And, and if... A lot, you know, like with a DJ, you got to know a lot of music. I think, I think, I think we both got twenty hours worth of music put together. If I'm not mistaken. That's what's up, man. See, that's what's up. That's what's about, man. But that's what's up, man. I, that's why I love doing this. I always find something, a connection. So before we do close out, I would say, you know, so tell me about some of your hobbies, man. You know, outside of you know music, then you know, since you do other things, uh, what and also what led you to want to do EMT now? It, we know you're a firefighter. What led you to want to do that? Okay. All right. So, all right. So, I guess I'll start with the, with the hobbies first. Okay. So, music, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like to I like to go, I like to go running. Mm-hmm. I go running. Uh, I do yoga, and then I, I teach yoga on uh, during the summer times. I teach yoga. Um, I like to I like to read books. Um. Let me think. Oh man, like I do so much. I still, I do so many things. That's kind of like I gotta. It's kind of like I gotta pinpoint it all. It's like right. uh, <laughs> uh, I already know. <laughs> but the and I, I guess those was the biggest ones off the list. Mm-hmm. And um, if they, if any of them come back, I we probably have I probably have to catch you on the on the follow up interview and, and finish the rest of that list for you. Definitely. But um. But yeah, man, like making, like I said, making music, mm-hmm. listening to music, uh, spending time with my family. I like to read. I go running. I, I do yoga, which is something that I think a lot more of us should, should definitely get more involved with in the future. Yes, sir. Um, and EMT, the biggest reason for EMT was in my old job, that was a requirement. We had, in order for us to become uh, certified firefighters, we had to become EM, certified EMTs first in Mississippi. That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Now, traditionally, when you're a firefighter, you think all you're going to do is fight fires. Right. You, but, but what most people don't realize, and this is an educational moment, is that 70% of, of all calls run by firefighters are medical calls. Mm, yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people don't know that. So... So I had to go. So you know, going into that, man, the more I got into it, it was like, wow, this is 
this like the knowledge that you learn is is crazy and like like the stuff that you see on you see these folks do on tv with the you know chicago fd and all that like doing that in real life man that is a whole nother ball game and you knowing that you can save somebody's life mm-hmm. man that is <sighs> yeah that's a lot that's a lot but it's an amazing thing for people like yourself to be able to do it you know I, sure y'all blessed with being able to do that myself brother i'm gonna be honest can't do it can't do it <laughs> i'll be saying some stuff man i'll be like hey look that's why i reached out man i was going through my reports and like looking at all the people I interviewed, and I was like, man, I ain't interviewed people in public health field. I haven't interviewed firemen or policemen. I was like, man, let me look. And when I saw your page, I was like, this is a brother right. I know that's gonna hit me back. We're gonna have a good, you know, episode. So in that I would say, sure. what is something you would like to see change in not only the world, but also in your field that you are in right now? Like, what would you like to see change? I would honestly like to, man, for me, man, if we're talking from a field perspective. Mm-hmm. I would love I would love to see more of us. I would love to see more of us in in the firefighters, police officers, like first responders all around. We I, we need to just see more of us. And the biggest reason I kind of think about that is to, just because it, it, I'll use myself as example. When I got in, mm-hmm. when I got in, like it wasn't like again, there wasn't that many firefighters I can I knew growing up. Mm-hmm. And and when you get in, you 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 get to see how how little of us are in the room. And man, and it's just like I say, it it it, it gets kind of it gets interesting when you the, when you the older guy on a white sheet of paper. Yeah. And um, you know, and I just and then also too, I think I w- I would like for us to be more involved just because. You think about it when when you um, just you know growing up. Just think about it. We a lot of us are not exposed to. Oh man, let me be a firefighter. Let me be a this. Let me be this. Let me be this. You know, think about. It. I can turn. I can turn on the TV, and you see us. We either rappers, ball players, singers, dancers, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that it's it's real essential for us to see each other in these other positions of prestige. Like this is not a, like, like, like it's the, it's so many opportunities, man. And I, I really would love to see more of us in the field, man. That way we can, we can like to just keep shifting the narrative and just keep shifting the narrative and just, just adding more so that it can regenerate for years to come rather than it's just me and once I leave here, it just stops. Yeah, you're right about that, man. Definitely right about that. Uh, that's one of the reasons me being an engineer every day, you walk in and I work at home now, but I walk into the office, man, it'd be times you wouldn't even see a black person. You know, or <laughs> you work somewhere, you see him, it's like a family reunion. You're like, hey, bro, like, what's up, man? You know, <laughs> and you know, it's sad to see that that's every profession now. And doing this show, 100 and plus episodes, the met over 200, 300 some plus people because of the show. Yeah. Grow from that. And the funny thing that get me is every time, and I say funny because we laugh about it every time, but right. we want you to change, but it's like, dang, yeah, we are the change. We understand that we want to see the changes. Like, but how do you get people to want to do this 
if they're not seeing it. I'm like, dang, that's why exactly. that's the only reason why I got to keep doing the show, man. I feel like it's a blessing that I was blessed with and I keep doing it because there's so many people that won't even hear a conversation like this or know that that's even happening. Like, dang, I ain't know it was exactly. an engineer. I ain't know it was a black fireman. I ain't know they did this, you know, so right. a lot of things are going to change, help to create change. And it does. And also, to even just go on, just piggyback off, piggyback off of that, excuse me, mm-hmm. it's just that it's hard to change something when you don't even know the conversation's even happening. Like, right. like you don't even like. It's like how do you? It's like it's hard to change something when you don't even know the conversations being had. You don't know. You don't even know. Like I said, you don't know. It's like, oh shoot, it's black engineers or mm-hmm. you got black firefighters. Like, like you don't even if you don't if you don't even know it exists. It's hard to make a change. So I think with you doing your show and then with me doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It just changes things just from the perspective of, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. we don't have no excuses now. We see both of those. Right. And they're talking about changing narratives. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, I feel like when the conversation is known, now that's a game changer because now you don't have the excuse of, oh, man, that would be nice if somebody, you have it now. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, how do we expound upon it? Yes, so. Yes, uh, that's right, man. So in that, I would say, do you have any questions for me? Man, you know what? Quick side note, before I ask my questions, um, hey, by the way, I forgot to mention that I am a, I, I'm also, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for, for, for a sports company, actually. Okay, bet. Which I'm actually wearing a hoodie. Yes, so, so anyway, so I'm an ambassador for a company called Runners Empire. They stationed out in Tennessee in the mountains. And they and they make and they make athletic gear, man. Like like hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, socks, sleeves, like Allen Allison sleeves, you name it. They got they got it, man. Oh, I'm gonna tap in with that. Get my people to tap in with it, definitely. Man, hey, I'll see, I'll shoot I'll shoot you the link. I'll shoot you the link on that. Um I think a, a question, like a question I have mm-hmm. is what was the turning point? For you, like, what was that aha moment when you was you was setting up the, the IT podcast? Like, mm-hmm. like when did it hit you? Like, oh man, I need to let me do this. Like, when did it hit home for you in the very beginning? Yeah, man. So I graduated college, man. Uh, like most of us do, I went to go work for a big company. Uh, went to go work for General Motors, and, and working there, it's like it's cool. You do your work, you know. You go home, it's cool. But after right. a while, it's like. God spoke to me like, you know, you, you know, what you going to do next? And I literally remember praying to prayer like, hey, God, you get me through this engineering school. I'm going to do something, do whatever you need. And when that came right. to me, I kept trying to turn away from it. Like, oh, I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. Uh, I wrote a book, like, you know, stuff like that. And as time mm-hmm. went, I remember sitting in my room at my apartment and I was like, dang, bro, I think I should do a story. I mean, do a show, man. And I don't know how it's going to look. But I told my friend. He's a videographer. Everything that I needed was there, but I just mm-hmm. wasn't taking it. And once I seen him, <laughs> he was like, bro, if you shoot it, man, I edit it. You ain't got it. And to this day, he still edited everything. And I literally started looking at my network. I'm like, oh, I know a lot of people. You know, let me reach out to this person. Let me reach out to this person. And they like hit me back. Like, yeah, well, look, man, I'm glad you're doing this, you know. And as people came, I was like, this right. Every time I tried to turn away, man, I'll be honest with you, Tony. Every time I tried to turn away, it's like, nah, you got this. And you'll be like, oh, I'm not interviewing nobody this week. 
And then my fiance be like, yeah, didn't they email you back? Or this happened? Or hey, you should reach out to this person. And it's like so many people have reached out to now a hundred plus episodes. And it's like, I done met NFL players, doctors, right. you know, teachers. I can name it all. Like, and it's gonna grow from that, you know. And right. one thing I, I love about myself, and I'm writing a book about it now, you know, it's called The Art of Networking, in fact, the memoir, because so many people reach out to those. I could easily, oh, I'm gonna reach out to a guy that played for the commanders, man. It's a big name. I'm trying to grow the show. But I have right. more happiness out of reaching out to a guy like yourself because that's yeah. not a real network. Yes, I'm reaching out to this big name person, but all of us are people at the end of the day. And that's Absolutely. all that should helped me do, man. It's like reach out to every common person that I ever wanted to meet or somebody that I dang sure would have wanted to meet me or something. And I'll just let, keep going with it, man. I think, you know, and I'm, and just to even go with what you're saying, man, people really underestimate the art of networking because I'm going to tell you, with me being in a, a, an ambassador as well as um, even just me being, just doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. man, now, like, I, you know, I'll get the music, for example. Music has introduced me to so many people that, like, I've, like I've had people like DM me mm-hmm. like, hey, like, hey man, um, hey, hey, you got any beats or hey, can I use this one? And I'm sitting there like, I ain't know they even knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And you, and then, and then you build rapport with some of these people, and you're just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I'll give you a good example. Um, on my album coming up, mm-hmm. one of my homeboys that I just met like like two years ago found out he was like found out he was a rapper. Out of, out of LA, mm-hmm. and and we never talked about we never really talked about music. But then, but 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 he knew I started making beats. I started and he listened to my music, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey man, is it cool? Hey, hey man, I was gonna think I was gonna ask if you can get on my one of my records." He's like, "Yeah," and it was so, he said it so fast. I'm like, "Whoa, that was unexpected." I wouldn't even think he. I was thinking he was gonna probably be hesitant or whatever. He just was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Mm-hmm. He, he said, "Just let me know when you need it," and they kind of just emphasized the importance of just networking. Like I said, I'm in Mississippi, mm-hmm. but I'm connected with rappers out of California. Right. Like yeah. that is that is bananas to me. It's crazy, man. Um, and got to right, and it and, and it was a question that you had on um, you that you sent me, and I want to elaborate on too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talked about EMT. I want to I wanted to emphasize on why I wanted to go to paramedic. Um, and okay, so to go on what I said about EMT, the more I got into EMT, mm-hmm. one of the things that you see as an EMT is the paramedic, what they do. A paramedic is pretty much the, the easy way I can explain to anybody that's watching is you know, you know what a nurse do in a hospital room, they do it on the street. Like, like they make paramedics make house calls. That's how I looked at it. And you watch them and they and you watch them just to them talk and how they put different medicines and you know what they do to help people dude that knowledge is like and also too what kind of helped me motivate me to also get into it too was i remember um i gave my grandma a promise and i told her that i was i told her on her my her side I, i was like as long as I'm in this field, I'm gonna shoot for however high I can hit. So 
just finally get myself in a position where now I done got accepted in the program. It's going to be a year and some change, but man, and then I got to, you know, pass my board after that. And then I'll be a, I'll be a paramedic. But then come to find out that next year I, I, I'll be eligible to go to nursing school and go for a year and pass that board. Boom. Now I'm a firefighter, a paramedic and a nurse. So like, I think the I think the biggest thing with me being a medic is just, man, you can't like that knowledge that you gain, man, you you can't you you can't put a price on that. And then that the more knowledge you have, man, the more opportunities come and and it's just and like I said, then, then you then you could pay that back to you could I look what it say, help yourself so you can help others. Mm-hmm. So by me helping myself and giving getting all the knowledge I can. To help other people, right. it's it pretty much it's just it's a wheel. It just it just it's just a cycle, and you just and we and when you build that cycle, man, you know it's hard to break a cycle. So you got that cycle of now it's going around, can't break it. Right. So man, I like that, bro. Definitely like that. Shoot, we can close it out on that, though. Shoot, man, <laughs> we'll stop talking, man. We gonna have to do this again, definitely, man. Man, yeah. listen. Hey, look, man. I come. Anytime. <laughs> I come to you, man. I get you to come to Atlanta, man. Definitely. Man, hey, hold on. <laughs> I gotta say this. I gotta say this, man. I'm gonna point the camera to my girlfriend. Uh-huh. That's actually uh-huh. she. She used to live in Atlanta. Oh man. That's uh, yeah, she, yeah. She used to live in Atlanta, and she's a singer herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. You got listen. You got like you got. I, I'm gonna have to, I'm seeing her music. I'm gonna have to see her music too, man. All right, cool, man. Oh, shoot, bro. Let's stay in touch, man. I'll be talking to you soon, man. And if you ever for need sure. anything, let me know. Man, hey, man. First of all, man. Thank, man. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it, man. No like, you could have, you could have reached out to anyone in the world, man. You reached out to me, man. I'm, I'm humble, man. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the next interview, man. Yes, sir. Take it easy, y'all. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Y'all, you too, man. All right. Hello. Hi, you do